You're listening to the Austin Elite Rugby Supporters Podcast, a podcast created by supporters for supporters of the Austin Elite, a major league rugby team located in Austin, Texas in the United States. We are not officially affiliated with the Elite. We are merely big supporters of the club and the sport of rugby. I'm your host, Dustin. I'm a former rugby player and a longtime rugby fan who wanted to bring weekly updates on the team, the matches, supporter events, and to do what I can to teach more people about the game of rugby. As a disclaimer, content may occasionally contain explicit language, as I do not censor the podcast in the interest of time and full effect. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Austin Elite Supporters Podcast. It's time once again for your weekly roundup of Austin Elite Rugby. And as you can probably tell, I'm a little bit under the weather, so we're going to change it up a little bit for this podcast. Here in Austin, it's spring break, so lucky for everybody, you get a week off of Rugby 101 this week. So enjoy the spring break time and no lesson this week, but don't forget, next week we will have an updated lesson in Rugby 101. Instead, We'll start off this week's podcast talking about last week's game against the Seattle Seawolves. Now, if you didn't have a chance to watch the match, I strongly recommend going back and watching it because for an elite fan, it was a game that you should see the level that we can play at. The Seawolves came into Dell Diamond on Saturday with a 4-2 record, but sat second place overall in Major League Rugby standings. Of course, We've been 0-6 and sit at the bottom of the table. However, we came out all guns of blazing the first 20 minutes. We really played some of the best rugby that we've played all season. The first try came early for Austin as Tion Erasmus picked up an errant line-out throw five meters out from the Seattle goal line. He tried it down and Mikel Romero slotted home the conversion for a 7-0 lead. Just a few minutes after that, and after some really strong play, Austin scored again. JP broke through the line, had a beautiful offload to Sohiel, and this try was scored. Mikel Romero made it 14 to nothing. The Seawolves battled back after a five-meter scrum, put the ball over for a 7-14 to lead for the Elite. Austin then took advantage of a Seawolves penalty with Romero sliding home the kick. That put the score 17-7. to Unfortunately, there were a few high tackles and a few penalties that allowed the Seawolves to attack from a line-out. They mauled the ball over for a 14-17 lead for Austin. And then, of course, at the end of the first half, Austin gave away another penalty in the final minute, and Brock Stoller hit the penalty goal to not the score at 17-all. Now, Austin played outstanding on defense this week. They had a nice five-meter scrum that they held off from Seattle, causing a penalty, but I think when it came down to it, Austin just ran out of gas. We came out strong. We came out hard. Both teams fought back and forth for play. And then, of course, Seattle scored once again to take a 22-17 lead. And unfortunately, in around the 73rd minute, Moe was sent to the sin bin, putting Austin down a player. And, of course, once again, Seattle scored a try with the pack play, led to a 29-17 win overall. Now, I can't be sad. 
And if you watch the game, you'll know why. Austin was outstanding. They played the best game that they played all year. They went up against the defending champions of Major League Rugby. They had amazing backline play. Our new signing, JP, was outstanding. I believe he was even nominated on the team of the week. Ben Mitchell had another great game leading us from the front. And I think overall, it was just a strong game. We had good scrummaging. We had excellent backline play. We felt very threatening. And we continued to threaten throughout the game. A couple errant penalties once again kind of hurt us. But overall, it was a good, good match. And people who say otherwise have not been watching the games. And we say this every week and we talk about it. One bounce of the ball leads to a try for the elite, which changes the game completely. Each game, we are tighter. We are more focused. And I know that we're going to keep on improving. This coming week, the elite travel to New Orleans to face the gold. The gold are first in Major League Rugby. They are an outstanding team, and they are a high-scoring team. But that doesn't mean that we can't stop them. We've got a lot of good things going on with Austin right now. We're finally getting some of the players that we've been waiting to sign. Some of the visas have finally gone through. We saw that with JP. We saw that with Mo coming on. And if you haven't seen the news, Doug Frazier has finally signed. So if you don't know who Doug is, Doug is a center who is a powerhouse. He attended the University of Victoria, key component of their teams of two national championships up there in Canada, and he's also on the Canadian national team. I think that he is a really hard-hitting defensive center who can also break through some tackles like we need right now. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to help out with a lot of our line breaks. Along with JP and Andres coming back and the entire back line right now, I think that we should be very excited as elite fans to see what's going to happen, especially now that the pack is starting to get their scrums in order and get clean ball out. I look forward to this coming week, and I hope that people realize that Austin is on the up and up right now, and they're going to get tighter And they may just shock some of those people this week who are already picking Nola to put a hurting on us. And I'm going to have to disagree with them. I think it's going to be a well-fought match. It always is, and I think we're going to come out on top. That's all the team talk that I'm going to have this week. Stay tuned next week for more exciting news on the team. Hopefully we'll recap a great match against Nola. That's it for our portion of team talk this week. Our interview this week was really exciting. There were... Lots of jabs, lots of laughing, lots of joking around. I hope you guys enjoy it. I've done two back-to-back in-person interviews, and I think it just brings out a whole lot more character, allows us to understand who the players are a little bit more. I really hope you enjoy this one. Here's the interview for this week's podcast. Thanks again for joining us for this week's interview as a part of our podcast. Every week we sit down with some of the elite players. We ask them a little bit about themselves, who they are, talk to them about the game that that they love to play. We talk to them about the weeks that's gone by and this upcoming week. And of course, this week is a special interview. We have the Larson brothers with us. We have Travis and Josh. Guys, thanks for coming to the podcast today. Thanks so much, Leslie. Great to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Cheers. 
So, guys, um, we do with everybody uh, as part of the podcast as they're sitting over there laughing at me. Uh, we talk about, you know, the positions that you guys play and, you know, what it means on the field, uh, what your role is. We'd also like to know a little bit more about your backstory, where are you guys from, where you grew up, how you started playing the game of rugby. So if you don't mind, you know, uh, I'll start with whoever wants to go first. I don't know if you want to go by age or by looks or what you want to do there. But uh, if whatever way you want to start, I'd be happy to go with whoever would like to go first. So, uh, who, who would like to go first? I'll get the uglier one to start. All right, so tra- Travis, Travis, will go first here for you guys. Yeah. Um, so both Josh and myself were born in Canada in the Nanaimo in BC, and um, we spent the first six years of our life, of my last three years of Josh's, in um, growing up in Canada. Um, Dad's from New Zealand and is an avid rugby fan, so he got us into the game watching all black and Canadian games from a young age. And um, then obviously we moved over to New Zealand. And um, once you're in New Zealand, it's kind of part of the culture. You end up playing rugby at school for sure, throwing the ball around. And um, yeah, we both developed a love for the game um, in New Zealand when we were growing up. Yeah. So let's a little bit about kind of, you know, you both play different positions. Uh, I know, you know, uh, I think, you know, Travis, you played a couple different positions this season, uh, mostly slotting in at eight. But I think there have been a couple of times probably want to go down a man, but you've been kind of what open side you know flankers that you've been playing. So what's your main position? And, you know, if you talk to people who are listening to tell them a little bit about, you know, what that position means on the field, what your roles and responsibilities are, um, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I play number eight. Um, so there's a packet. There's three of us on the back of every scrum. Um, we're essentially we're called loose forwards. So the reason why we're loose forwards, I guess we are we are forwards, but we also run around the field a bit loosely and try to be like backs for half the game. And um, we you'll sometimes catch us hanging out on the wing and getting told off for being lazy out there. <laughs> that's part of our role, you know. We um, tend to do a lot of tackling, a lot of running, and um, yeah, get to hang wide a bit more than the rest of the big boys up front. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Josh, you, you don't play eight, or at least I haven't seen you play eight on the pitch yet. So uh, w- what about you? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in the top five, so I'm off for a second row. And um, yeah, in the forward pack, uh, same as Travis, but a bit more of the dirty work, a bit more of the hard work that goes unnoticed, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, w- what you're telling us is that Travis doesn't work as hard as you do? Uh, I'll, I'll leave that in. <laughs> nah, 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 we, all, we all work hard in the pack. But uh, yeah, I guess the main, uh, like a lock or a second row, what I play, um, a part of the big part of us is the line out and jumping. So the delivery of the ball to the back line so they can they can uh, do their thing. So um, yeah, pretty much presenting a clean platform from a line out um, and scrum time. So that sort of stuff. But we're also involved in um, working hard around the pack, uh, field caring and tackling um yeah and clean outs around the rock and breakdown so, yeah absolutely yeah great so obviously um you know we saw when you guys both signed this is the is this the official first time that you guys have played together on the same team and how's that kind of been working for you yeah i guess besides a bit of backyard rugby it's the first time we played on a um official rugby team together so um it's actually been pretty special, um, you know, so we actually get a little, <laughs> got a little bit emotional the first couple of times doing it because it's just, you know, we're, we're quite close as brothers and to be able to share a rugby pitch together has been um, pretty special. So, um, yeah, really grateful that Austin's given us the opportunity to be able to do that and to be able to play together for the first time. Yeah. Um, obviously, Josh studied at a different university than I did, so we grew up, um, as soon as high school was done, we went off to different parts of the world and... Um, as they finally at the age of 27 and 24 got the chance to put on, lace up the boats together and run out together for the first time. 
Yeah, no, it's just a great opportunity, really. Um, yeah, we sort of had an idea of maybe doing something in the future, and it'll probably come a bit sooner than we thought um, with the Major League Rugby expanding and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very special. I know the old man, Dad's pretty pretty proud back home, so put a smile on his face for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's great. It's the first time that your parents kind of watched both of you in, in a professional setting. You know, again, like you said, lace up the boots and get out on the pitch together. Um, yeah, that, that's got to be you know, great for them to watch that. So obviously, you've, you know, your parents are back in, and dad's back in New Zealand watching the game. Does, have you talked to him like late at nights or early mornings when he's watching the matches? I know beforehand we were talking about, you know, being in the U.S. and watching matches from New Zealand at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, do you ever get those, uh, those late night New Zealand texts or those Early early morning Austin text to kind of comment on the the previous game. Yeah, oh, for sure, it works out quite well. He's um what, four or five hours behind us, so it works out quite well. So it's mid afternoon for him, so he can sit down in the afternoon watch watch our game and then tune in to watch some Super Rugby afterwards. So <laughs> it's a bit of a rugby smorgasbord going around. But no, definitely, I get a get about a half hour debrief after each game of all the things I did right and wrong. And uh, <laughs> he's uh, he, no, he's great. He's a big supporter. He's actually coming along um, next week after our no two weeks from now after our San Antonio match. He'll okay. be over here for a month. So oh, that'll be great. Be traveling with the team and get to see a few games and see a bit of what Major League Rugby's about. And I'm really excited to show him around our new city and get him involved with the team as well. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. So you know, obviously. You know, as both of you guys are starting to play, you know, more games together. I know, you know, uh, Josh, you've recently been playing with the Canadian national team. How how's that been? Kind of as as a step for you and Travis. You're also, you know, um, I know that you're slotted in the team, but haven't actually got a cap yet. Um, which hopefully we all hope it does come soon. You know, how's that been, Josh, to play? You know, in the, in the ARC. You know, these past couple, well, the past couple months now. Um, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, in terms of rugby, it's fantastic for um, development, obviously international playing at, a, at the highest level. Um, it's very important to grow my game and stuff. But, um, yeah, obviously all the, the, the travel involved with it too. So there's a bit of, you know, the old professionalism of like doing that right and, and working that with, with Austin's been a bit difficult at times because it has been back-to-back. But um, we've worked well. Canada's been really good, so it's Austin. So, um, yeah, it's been really cool to play that. We went down to South America originally. Um, played Uruguay and Brazil and then back up uh, to finish up in Canada and then finally against the States in Seattle, which was a couple of weeks ago. So um, that came down, right down to the wire. Um, so, yeah, it's was, it was a tough ARC to start. We came better towards the team in the end. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's always special playing for, for your country. So, um, yeah, and I guess the, the day that hopefully me and Trav can share the Canadian jersey too would be even even more special. So hopefully that comes from. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all kind of hoping for that too. I'd, I'd love to you know reach out to any of the uh, you know, Canadian management that's listening right now, which uh, I don't know if there's anybody who is listening, but if they are, man, that's, that's spectacular. Uh, you know, again, we're trying to get Josh and Travis on the pitch at the same time, guys. Let's go. Let's make this happen. So, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, you're, you're starting, you know, the games have been coming where you guys have been actually getting on the pitch at the same time, you know, where you're not playing with, with Canada and, and you're both on the pitch. Um, how do you guys prepare for a game different from each other? So, Travis, how do you prepare that's different from, from Josh and, and vice versa, Josh? How do you guys prepare in your own unique ways? Or what's funny about the brother that how they prepare for a match and you just kind of look at him and go... Yeah, no, that's just ridiculous how you prepare for match that way. Yeah, oh, I guess we're pretty, pretty similar in a lot of ways. We both like a 
big, big feat at the start of the day to get get the morning kicked off, especially if it's a night game. Um, been taking a few trips to the local eateries and getting involved there early in the day. So, um, we pokey house never goes straight. So we pokey ball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Always seem to be the one that's paying. He's a bit tight. <laughs> trips a bit tight out there. So yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, there's always a good poke, and yeah, there's there's no turning that down. But uh, if if there's one person that's paying for it more than the other, I don't know about that. Yeah, so. yeah to get involved with that generally that, and then um. Normally, um, it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a process leading up to a game, you know, especially when they're at 7:30 at night. It's quite a long day. Um, you obviously want to spend a lot of time off your feet, so we generally go and have a bit of a feed together, and then we'll come back, relax for a couple hours, maybe watch some film, do a bit of preview on the other team, and then um, yeah, we like to go and have a coffee. Pretty much a pre-match tradition, so we'll go and have a coffee together. Yeah. Um, we'll let Josh go for the, yeah. the flat white, and we'll go for the americano. And we'll look <laughs> in there and have a bit of a chat about the game and get excited for it. And um, I think that's just probably our, one of our big traditions is always going out and making sure we get a cup of coffee to share before the game. Yeah, exactly. That chew the fat and just enjoy each other's company. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously sometimes I would see what the other boys are up to before the game and just we normally meet around at our, at our office area as well and just sort of get some good vibes flowing and yeah just get, get in the mood ready, ready to go to battle basically yeah, yeah I guess the biggest difference would be Josh's playlist is probably the one thing that's up for debate so okay so we're, everyone's listening with bated breath to figure out what your what your pre-game playlist is oh no I'm just arranging stuff I don't know what you're talking about but we want anything to some you know club bangers to just some you know um you know, Kendrick Lamar, something like that. Bit of chasing status in there. Um, yeah, bit of the works, really. I don't know. Travis got some. I don't know what you listen to, Shania Twain or something. No, that's all. Cool. Like so, so a little Shania Twain to get you going for the game, Trey. <laughs> yeah. So, some some classic classical music. <laughs> Uh, well, that's good. <laughs> Sorry, that was a good one. I didn't expect that. Um, so obviously, you know, you talk about getting ready for the game, getting yourself amped up. This past week's game, you know, we had had Seattle come down. Um, you know, I, I, I can get my opinion on the match, um, which which is really positive. And I and I think that you know, and I've said it before, if if people haven't watched the entirety of the match um, and haven't seen the positivity that comes of it, um, that that's how I feel. Uh, that there's a lot of great things that came from the match. Um, then you probably didn't watch the match as, as a true fan. So guys, I'd like to talk to you a little bit and. Travis, we'll start with you. You know, we didn't come out with the win, unfortunately, but how did you feel the team started playing this past weekend and and how they had kind of progressed from the previous weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm on the same page with you with that. I mean, obviously it's never good to lose a game and I'm always going to be disappointed after a loss. In the same sense, I think that's the, that's, um, the best I felt after a loss in the season. Um, I really thought that, that was a game where the boys really played with some passion and really played with some effort. And I felt like, you know, with credit to Seattle, they're a fantastic team. They won the competition last year. So to go out there and play with the um, yeah, the passion we did and to even you know, be level with a team like that after 60 minutes after the season we've had so far, I think it's been very positive going forward. Um, as I said, we're, we're not going to be happy until we start getting a few wins. But in the same sense, walking off after that field, off the field after that game, I... Um, you know, I was really proud of the boys' effort all round, and um, I was really optimistic going forward for the rest of the season that we're not far off getting that win. And I feel like once we do get that first win, it'll be a flow on effect and hopefully lead to a few more others after that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, much the same for me. But I think we talked about, especially during this week, about starting well. 
and um, we did start really well. You know, a couple of tries early on. Yeah. Um, we talked about effort, and I think that was all there. Uh, probably there's a couple of mistakes towards the end, just really killing us, and there's similar mistakes. So, yeah, we're, try- we're, we're addressing that, um, but the effort was a lot better, and that starting well gives a lot of positivity moving into New Orleans this week as well, because they're going to be, like I said, they're, they're right up the top there, you know, um, top four team like Seattle. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think uh, there's a good good vibe this week. It's been the best uh, the best week in preparation so far. Um, for sure. Nice. That's uh, that's that's really good to hear. I think that that's it's important for people to realize that you know the way that you guys were playing and some of the you know the little things that hurt you in the past. You know, maybe not starting off strong or you know not getting ball out wide and, and getting those open spaces. I think that this week we really saw a lot of those things happen. Some of the things we talked about in the past, especially last week when we were talking with with Chris and Pete and some of the other guys, um, was you know kind of issues with the scrum. Um, you know we talked about it and, you know, we hate to say it, but, you know, statistically it's been kind of at the bottom of the league, you know, this past week, uh, again, I felt like things were stronger. So how did you guys, and, you know, Josh, we'll start with you on this one. How did you feel about kind of the scrum and lineup performance in this past week's game uh, versus the, the previous couple of weeks, you know, and, and the performances they had? Yeah, I think uh, basically we just put it down to a lot of individuals just doing their own role better. Um, so I think, especially in terms of our lineout, um, it's it's come a long way. Um, especially our attacking lineout is we've been getting some good ball. Again, just a few mental lapses. I think there's one about five meters out that put us under a lot of, a lot of pressure. But um, I'm comfortable with our lineout moving forward. I think that's um, the accuracy around that's been a lot better. Uh, scrum time, yeah, scrum times. It's been a bit of a tricky one for us. We're, uh, we've worked hard. Especially, especially recently on it, um, we've actually um, someone else has come in to get, give us a bit of a hand on that. So uh, I think that's created a focus around, especially I mean, not only technique wise, but just a, a mental focus around that when we come to scrum time, it's it's um, you know it's, it's time to work work hard and, and get reward from that. So I have no doubt moving forward, it's been slower than what we what we thought. Um, but uh, yeah, I think our set piece will be a lot better coming up. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Travis, as far as, you know, your thoughts on kind of, you know, some of that scrimmaging, what would have been some good things to have from you? You know, obviously being at the back, back of the pack, you know, it's important for you to get clean ball out, help you clean ball out. So whoever's at, at nine can, you know, deliver it to that back line. You know, what's been some good things that you've seen about, you know, this past weekend's game? And you know, I felt like there was a lot of good clean ball that was getting out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, for us, it's. Um, I think Josh quickly touched on. It then was kind of the inconsistency with our scrums. We um, we felt earlier in the season we push the team completely off the ball. One scrum, and the next scrum get completely pushed off us. So um, whether that's mental technique, whatever, we've been working on all facets of it to make sure that we can actually put in a eighty minute performance where every scrum is solid. And um, definitely, I mean, a scrum is a very for an outsider looking in, it's a very underrated platform for rugby because you get your scrum right, then you can get the fast guys out right to get the ball and start cutting through and getting some tries on the board. So um, it's very important because um, that's where it starts. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we're going to be working really hard now and for the rest of the season, making sure that our scrum can be a solid part of our game um, and set, provide a good platform that allow our backs to attack and play some exciting rugby. Yeah, I just also think as the weeks go on, there's been guys um, guys off the bench that are, you know, getting more getting more time, guys like Lerone White and that are coming on and really making an impact. So, you know, it's making the starting guys especially as well, you know, really um, 
really they have to perform as well. So I think just building that, like I said, it's been slow, but you know, six, seven weeks in now, we're starting to see a bit of reward from that, from guys at training, getting more reps and, and working hard and then putting pressure on others. So it creates a lot of competition. So, yeah. yeah, that's really great. So obviously, you know, th- this weekend coming up, you know, we've got, you know, we've got NOLA. It's their tough team. Like they're top of the league right now. Um, what have been some kind of the, the training preparation that you guys have gone through, you know, leading up, obviously, you know, we're halfway through, through the week right now. You still got a couple more days of training to go. You know, what, what are you guys focusing on? Um, you know, you can talk about the entire team or just kind of like what the pack play is looking at um, coming up for NOLA and kind of that preparation for that you know, strong, high scoring team. You know, we know they put up what is it, 42 or so, seven tries against uh, Houston last week. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about that right now. Yeah, well, we've done a bit of a video analysis on them. And as you said, they're a very attacking focus team. Um, which should need for some exciting rugby. Um, we're really excited about it too, because hopefully it gives us a chance to showcase our attacking abilities as well. Um, in the same sense, that's what we have to shut down the most games this weekend. So we've really, um, really done a lot of video analysis on where in the field they attack, how they do all that kind of stuff. Um, without getting too much of the detail about what we're going to do. We are <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't give, any, don't give away trade <laughs> secrets know, or anything. What, what, part, what part of the field to really attack the breakdown, what part of the field to fan out and just allow how to defend in different types of field. Um, I think for people watching rugby, there's, you know, with defence, you can either rush up and really aggressively attack them, which can sometimes, you know, um, create a few more holes, but in the same sense, it can also provide some rewards. It's a very high risk way of defending. And there's also a way where if you're a bit short in numbers, you tend to not go up, you go up a bit more passively and almost kind of guide them to the sideline and concede a few metres, especially if you're short in numbers. So um, we spent a lot of time on Tuesday, um, a couple of hours of training, really focusing on what parts of the field to attack and, um, to you know, to use our styles of defence and um, essentially looking at how Nola attacks and trying to counter that with how we defend. I think a lot of the points as well, um, coming out wide as well, so they're out to backs, um, strong ball carriers, quick. Um, so, yeah, obviously talk about sort of shutting down that sort of area from them as well. But in the same sense, for our forwards, it's, it's really... John starts about focusing on ourselves and making sure our roles are right, especially around, like I said, we talked about scrum and the lineup. It's important for us to, you know, set some, set some goals this week and really, and really hit them well. And I think if, you know, if we do our roles right, um, you know, there's a, there's a good chance for us to get out there and get our first one for sure. So I guess kind of a, one of the last questions I'll ask you before we go on to a couple other fun parts of the podcast um it's gonna be you know obviously it's it's been it's been a tough season as you talked about we've had so many close games you know we talked about it last week on average i think we lose by a a try a a game you know if we take out kind of the the san diego game um you know we're losing by less and less points they're having really tough battles how do you guys stay motivated after these losses that we've had, especially, you know, hard ones, you know, the first game of the season was really tough. You know, last week was, was really tough, you know, knowing that we came out really strong, we really put it to them. And, you know, again, a bounce here, bounce there goes, the, goes the wrong way for us. And, you know, and they score a try and whatnot, you know, what's, what's your mental status and how you stay motivated and keep thinking and move on to the next week after, after losing a game like that? I, yeah, it's definitely been tough, no doubt about it. I think for us as a team, it's just important to still have a positive environment around there, enjoy each other's enjoy each other's company, and still create still create little goals in that. I mean, we're only early on. I think there's only a couple of teams that only maybe have one or two wins themselves. 
So um, just sort of taking it game by game. I think at the start of the season, we probably had a bit of a wider outlook and it, and it might have might hurt us a little bit. So we've, we've just sort of narrowed it down week by week um, and, and trying to personally, individually play good rugby, but uh, most importantly as a team, just sort of collectively um, reach, reach and achieve a few goals each week. And yeah, because pretty much just to play better rugby each week. Um, yeah, it's pretty much um, Yeah, okay. Well, kind of, as a rugby player and as a sports player, no one likes losing. And that feeling you get after walking off the field, losing hurts. So I think a lot of us, unfortunately, have experienced a bit of that lately. And um, we also, in the past, have experienced wins. So we know how much better it is to win. So I, I don't think anyone in the team is, is, is comfortable or complacent or is good. You know, be happy enough walking off the field with a loss. We're going to go out every game trying to win rugby games because we know it's a far better feeling after the game. And um, I think there's still, you know, we're not even halfway through the season. So, you know, when you have a couple of losses, you can sit there and talk about them where you can try and get better. And we are really working hard to get better. Um, I think it's something that, as I said earlier in the, in the podcast, I feel like one win will really turn it around. One win will get that feeling back in the team and we'll get everyone get that positivity back and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for when that comes because I don't think it's far off and um, as I said I, I think we're going to go into every game from now on and pushing for that one yeah, I think, I mean, I think that that's, that's something that we all see, we all hope for, and, and we do know it's, 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 it is, it's right around the corner. It's something that is, again, I'll go back to it. If you keep watching the game and watching the progressions, and if you've listened to any part of the podcast, or if you and watch the matches, you know that one bounce here, one bounce there, a missed kick somewhere, or, or anything, like there's so many small micro possessions, as, I, as I've called them in the past, there, you know, micro instances that if it just goes the other way, you know, we're sitting at 500. We're sitting above 500. Like we're, we're so close to that. And I think there's a lot of great, I think there's a lot of great um, activity going on on the pitch that some people who are not as familiar with rugby may not see. Like if you see like a ball bounce the wrong way, you know, the rugby ball can bounce anyway. And if it goes right, as opposed to left, you know, that's the difference between a a try versus, you know, turning it over and, and, you know, and losing 50 meters. So, so guys, you know, I don't want to talk any much more about, you know, the past week's game and and this week coming up, we know that Noel is a tough team. We know that things are good, you know, and I think that, you know, the way that you guys have presented it to us today, I think is really important to know that that positivity is there and we're continuing to move forward and we're going to continue to fight hard. And I think that that's something that, that all the fans can get behind. What I'd like to do now is to pry into your childhood a little bit. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I w- I'm going to ask a couple questions. We're going to, we're going to do something a little bit different. Sometimes we do the rapid fire questions. We'll do it fairly quickly. These will be pretty one-offs, but we'll do a little test of how well you know your brother uh, and, and, or what annoys you most about your brother and see how we go from there. So you guys ready? Yes. All right, guys, here we go. Travis, what is the one thing about your brother that annoys you the most? We, um, probably his eating style, I'd say. Um, he tends to chew uh, food like a horse chewing hay. And um, That's right. very, very, very <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, as much as I enjoy my pregame bacon and eggs with him, I also uh, don't enjoy the noises that come with it. 
no, Josh, I, it would be wrong for me to ask that question to him and not to ask you. So what's the one thing about your brother that annoys you the most? <laughs> oh, he's just, oh, I think I mentioned it before. He's pretty tight. Eh? If someone could lend him five bucks, would be appreciated. Eh? I really appreciate it. Nah, nah. Um, yeah, it's probably the one thing I think I'd end up, you know, shouting him a bit, bit much than uh, he shouts me. So, yeah, we'll just go with that. Fair, fair enough. Um, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to you, Josh. What was Travis's favorite toy that he'd be most embarrassed as a kid growing up? Oh, yeah. Um, what was his favorite toy? Uh, he always used to go around. What was it? Uh, not really embarrassment, but he just, he could never stop talking about uh, Robbie Williams and his CD Walkman. That was his ultimate go to. So he walked up and exchange. He's a solid musician. Yeah, not embarrassing, but uh, that's probably the fondest memory to always walk around his top of his lungs. We want to say any of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, rock DJ, those numbers. Oh, yeah. Classics, classics. Uh, carries on to this yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see classics and just kind of tells your age a little bit there too. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Same question to you, Travis. What's maybe, I mean, not so much an embarrassing, but what's one thing that, you know, Josh would, you know, never be seen without as a toy growing up as a kid? Um, so do you Ricky Martin CD? I'd say, I'd say... <laughs> Have a, yeah, Winnie the Pooh was his little uh, go-to stuffy bear. He had a nice little Winnie the Pooh one that he'd hold on tight to up until about his 19th birthday. And uh, <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's probably his favourite little toy from a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Many youngsters that wouldn't say the truth. That's funny. All right, uh, Charles, we'll go to you next. What's uh, what, what's one embarrassing childhood memory that you have about your brother? Embarrassing childhood memory. I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, we used to, as kids, as uh, little kids do, we used to talk about if we had a kid, what we'd call him. Um, so Josh, Josh uh, may or may not have been carrying a few extra kilos in his younger years, and. Um, couldn't quite get from A to B at a rapid speed. So um, his his little name that he was adamant that his first born child was going to be called was Speed. Just the name <laughs> Speed because his dream was to have a fast little kid. So um, I, I, I was three years older, obviously, so I had a solid name hopefully lined up. And his answer was, no, Dad, I want to call my kid Speed. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was the embarrassing memory for you. So, I mean, Josh, what's one embarrassing memory about, about your brother that he may not want the world to know? Oh, I was hands down. The style to these days. I still think he wears the white New Balances with the baggy blue jeans. He probably had the mushroom lip, you know, that mushroom. Oh, yeah, like yeah. The yeah, ball, yeah, yeah that the ball, ball cut is what yeah, we call it here in the U.S. Like, I know yeah, that's the same. He probably rocked that to about 14, 15. Um, he said, yeah, no. So you think that's a look that he's going to be bringing back anytime soon? Yeah. Or? Jeez, I hope not. All right. Maybe one for both. What is, what's one thing when you both were kids that got you in trouble with your parents that, uh, that you both remember very, very vividly? Or did you get in trouble too many times with your parents? If there's one that stood out more than anything, would you, you get in trouble more? Uh, go, oh, <laughs> sorry about this, Josh, but uh, <laughs> as, I, as I said, Josh was a fairly porky child, so we would have um, one day Josh will go, this is in Canada, and the little, little three-year-old Josh was uh, munching away on his own homemade mud pie that he made in the backyard. <laughs> 
hands down. I think. Oh, but does, does everybody do that as a kid? Oh, I do that. But it was it was more it was more often than not he do it. The issue. So, <laughs> so it was a regular occurrence. But I think Mum used to get a bit wound up with the food that we'd be eating at a young age. We'd uh, tend to walk over to the, the neighbour also had a tomato garden. We'd walk over there and pick the tomatoes, eat them all up, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it was more the all the stuff we we'd eat as a young child, which used to get us in a bit of trouble. Yeah, food bill was definitely expensive. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Sure. More than <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go on to the next one. So, you know, obviously, you know, Travis has kind of been going right at you there, Josh. So, if 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 Travis could be any other athlete or play any other sport, which one do you think it would be? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is pretty easy. He backs himself as a cricket player. So for people out there, cricket, um, similar to baseball, uh, even slower. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Travis, Multiple days slower yeah, for those who don't know what cricket is. Yeah, yeah. Travis, five beautiful days. <laughs> Travis be out there, like, he reckons, yeah, be a cricket player for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing him bowling black, but then it's not pretty sight. So, I don't know. That's, it's pretty unorthodox. But uh, I'll leave that to him. I think those are dreams. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mate, might not have achieved, but get on yet. All right. Josh, we'll go with this one one more time for you. Who was Travis's celebrity crush as a kid? Sonny Bill Williams. He still plays. He still plays, man. Yeah, no, definitely Sonny Bill Williams. I always liked him. Um, yeah, I think he got the one tattoo as well because he thought he'd do a bit like that. But it's, um, <laughs> yeah, the old six pack and always still loves him to this day. So, Sonny, if you listen to this, good trip all of you. Hey, I'll tell you what, if Sonny Bill is, if Sonny Bill, if Sonny Bill is listening to this, hey, um, we'd love some tickets to the next All Blacks match. Um, <laughs> all right, well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll turn the tables here a little bit. So, Travis, if, uh, if you wouldn't mind telling us who Josh's favorite celebrity crush was as a, uh, uh, as a child. I think so. It would, it probably would be a household name to many um, American fans, but there was a, there was an all-black prop called Case Muse. He's a big fan of the growing up. Um, he, used to, he, used to, he used to be um, the hacker, which is the New Zealand war dance. He used to be well known for his um, for his very very um, active hacker. So you used to see a little Josh Larson doing his little hacker dance and poking at his tongue in the mirror, which um, pretty scary. <laughs> which used to be his thing. But no, definitely Case Muse was always your favourite player growing up, and I think there was so many idolised before you. Uh, Shot up and became a, a lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to have just one last question. We're going to get away from all of the jabbing back and forth and making fun of weights and you know, what what uh, 2000s rock stars loved and things like that. That's, that's not nice. So what what's the, we'll start with Travis. What's the one personality trait that you share with your brother that you're really happy about? Uh, no, no, no don't, don't start balling up on me or anything. Emotional, <laughs> 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 it doesn't have to be the same for both of you. I'm just trying to think like, what, what's one that you think that you share with them that you really like? Cause I'm going to ask, we'll ask Josh the same thing. <laughs> for those of you who can't see the video, they're sitting here contemplating back and forth. Cause I don't know if they actually have one personality trait that they think that they share with each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, th I think we uh, one thing I think we both like to think is we're both pretty um, 
pretty open and honest open guys we're both pretty open books and I think that's something you'll get from both of us um, we ask you ask you a question we won't beat around the bush we'll probably tell you um, the open honest answer and I think that's something that um, we both try to bring in life and try to you know pride ourselves on doing so I think that's something that we both share that um, we probably got from growing up together yeah, yeah. myself um, yeah personality trait um, yeah, I guess yeah, we both like to have a laugh, um, both of us. <laughs> so, I'm not gonna lie, Joe's gonna be a bit of hand on that one, but yeah, we both like to have a laugh and um, yeah, not take things too seriously. I think that's important, especially with each other. So, um, especially when I'm around them, that that's definitely like a, a trait we both share. So, um, yeah, it's it's good and um, yeah, he's a good mate. He's a good mate. <laughs> see, see it, it is a good thing to you know be around your brother. Yes, I know that you can jab at each other because I've got a brother too. We definitely do the same exact things you guys do, but obviously that's great. You have the same personality traits. I can definitely attest to sitting down at, at you know at my kitchen table, sitting and talking to you guys for you know the past hour or so. It's been it's been clear to see you know that you guys do have a good laugh. You're pretty straightforward and you know quite pleasant to be around. So we really do appreciate you guys coming onto the podcast. I do think it's great. I love that, you know, the elite players have been so you know receptive and welcoming to me kind of asking some of these random questions about their personal lives that, um, you know, may for some cases, you know, throw people off, but everybody's been really great. I really appreciate it guys to close things out. I'll, I'll give you each like a minute or so. If you'd like to just yeah, say some closing words, you know, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to you know, get, give a shout out to anybody, you know, around the world, or if there's any Anything that you'd like to like to say to kind of close things out as we go into this next week, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, um, well, I just want to say for all the listeners on here and um, all the people that have been coming out to our games, um, I know us as players, we truly do appreciate it. Um, it's been pretty special um, just hearing the hearing the fans yelling at yelling at yelling out at us. Sorry, as we went on the field and around Rock there, and um, as I said, you know, unfortunately the winds haven't gone away, but they, they will be coming and. Um, you know, if you guys keep turning out, it means a lot to us as players. The more the more fans we see in the stands, the more it um it gets us going for games and really brings us some passion. So um we're gonna keep working hard to uh, try put on a a good show for each and every one of you that's coming out and making the effort and even tuning in from all over from all parts of the world. It's um it's really been special just knowing that um it's a bunch of you guys watching it on Facebook Live as well. Um so it's a thank thanks so much to each and every one of the elite family out there and um. Yeah, we look forward to the rest of the season and really hope we can find some great performances for you lot. <laughs> d- d- ditto there, Josh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the fans and that. Um, they're sticking with us. A um, few, few road games ahead. But, um, it's yeah, it's um, we, we, we're going to do our best. We're going to try our best. And uh, we're working every week to improve that. And uh, hopefully for the years to come, you know, build, a, build a strong team um, that, uh, that we can all support and get around. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, thanks so much. We appreciate the time for uh, that you guys take to come down and, and just hang out. And we appreciate kind of the laughs and the jokes that we have. And, you know, we will be there supporting you and uh, look forward to, you know, seeing that strong performance you know, that we saw against San Diego, against this, against this New Orleans team this coming week. So thanks again, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of your guys' day. really enjoyed having Josh and Travis on this week's podcast. It was a lot of fun. And man, those guys, uh, maybe a little bit older brother picking on younger brother, but we had a good laugh and we do appreciate the lads coming on this week. 
Finally, today, we'll talk a little bit about the supporters group. Lots of great things going on. If you guys didn't know, unfortunately, we played our last home game at Dell Diamond. But get excited down in San Antonio when we faced Rugby United New York, the new expansion team to Major League Rugby. We're down at Toyota Field in San Antonio. If you don't have tickets yet, go onto the Austin website, pick up those tickets, and you can also get a spot on the bus. That's right. The Austin League are organizing a bus to take down to San Antonio. We'll call it a party bus, if you will. You can go online for all information. Go to austinleaderugby.com. They've got everything there for the party bus. You can also look for it on the supporters group page on our Facebook. We hope you can join us on that party bus. Another supporters group news. We had a great turnout last week for our last home game at Dell Diamond. I'd really like to thank everybody that showed up for the tailgate. Also, I'd like to send a special shout out to Matt Zappa, who brought about 60 pounds of crawfish for us to enjoy. It was a great crawfish boil. We didn't even know it was going to happen. It was kind of last minute, but we really appreciate Matt and all the effort that he's done to help the supporters group through a really great tailgate. Lake Austin Ales was also there supporting us again with some really tasty beer. Again, if you haven't had any of their beer, please do go out and try some at your local store. Unfortunately, we don't have a spot this week to watch the away match against NOLA. If anybody does have a spot that they're going to try to meet up, please let us know on our Facebook page or Instagram. We'd be happy to join you there if we can. But in good news, we might have a spot for that April 7th away match against San Diego. Stay tuned for any latest news. We're looking forward to it. Really close. We've been in some good conversations with a couple different places here in Austin to watch the elite play when they're not at home. I want to give a special thanks to the Austin Elite leadership and Major League Rugby's broadcast on Facebook Live last Saturday. They were very kind and invited me up to the booth to have a short little interview, talk about the podcast, talk about our wonderful supporters group and how well we've grown around the world. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, you can go back on Facebook Live, watch last week's match. If you fast forward to about one hour and six minutes, you'll see... My shining face up there on the screen, really trying to promote our club and the group that we have right now. I thank everybody who has supported me so far as we continue to grow this group and we continue to grow rugby here in Central Texas and the U.S. I think it's really great and and I'm grateful for the opportunity that you guys have given me to talk to you for a few minutes every week. I think it's something that I didn't know would go so well, but we're doing great. That is really all the time I can muster up today. Being a little bit under the weather, it's been kind of hard to talk. I appreciate the time that you guys spend with us, as always. If you're looking for more podcasts about rugby, go check out those guys at Earful of Dirt. I'm still waiting for them to give me a little bit of a shout-out. That'd be nice. I appreciate that. And, of course, those great summaries, the good stuff at DJCoilRugby.com. He does some wonderful recaps of everything U.S. rugby related, whether it's club rugby, MLR, women's rugby, USA rugby, etc. He does a good job. Make sure you go over and check his stuff out too. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on wherever you get your podcast from. I really appreciate it. And don't forget to leave some comments and likes for me too. That helps out as we continue to grow this wonderful podcast. If you're looking for latest information, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter Austin Elite Supporters Group, we would really love to have you join us. Tell us where you're listening from. That's always a wonderful thing, too. 
Thanks for hanging out. It's always a pleasure to sit down and talk rugby with you all. My name is Dustin, and we'll see you on the pitch.